Hey everyone, this is Paul and Taylor Johnson. What up? <laughs> not that. Welcome to the Bible Revival Podcast. We hope you've been enjoying it. This is going to be episode number five. Come on. Let's go. Um, so last week we talked about when God says no. Um, that was a hard one, yeah. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. It's um, a reality in our walk with Christ, but it's not easy. Um, so today we want to talk about control and crucifying control. Um, I think a huge thing that I learned through that season of um, having to have a hysterectomy and losing our ability to have more biological children was my deep-seated desire for control and um honestly it's something that's coming up again in a current season that we're in we're in a in a ton of transition um maybe we'll get into that more in this podcast but in the last several months i keep using the word that the lord has like completely hijacked our life because that's how it feels it feels like um without any um forewarning everything in our life changed yeah. And I was like, what just happened? And mm-hmm. I am realizing that I really would actually like if the Lord would let me be in control of my life. And what a, I'm making light of it, but really what a big deal that is. And that I have genuinely had to get on my face and repent before the Lord for wanting my life to be my own and for wanting to be in control when I said, when I was saved that he could have my whole life. And then through this, realizing that I had some parameters on that. I was like, you can have all of it except for this. And the Lord's like, nope, that's not what we agreed on. I'm like, oh, yep, you're right. Sorry about that, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think in a a similar vein um, for me, I've realized, um, you know, God has been asking for my yes. Uh, My word for 2023 is yes. And giving the Lord my yes, I feel like the Lord asked me for my yes, but he wanted me to give it from a pure place, from a real place, and actually mean it. And through a process of the last several months um, of God asking me to step out in faith and say yes to more things, I realized that my yes was actually more like a yeah, maybe. Um <laughs> And that really, in a lot of ways, even it was like, Lord, I'll give you my yes, but what are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. And so I've been on a personal journey, and we have as a family as well, as a, a husband and wife, just uh, saying yes to the Lord. So uh, we talked about when God says no last week. Now we want to talk about control, which is really about us saying yes yeah. to the Lord, yeah. kind of the, the flip side of things. So um, as always on our Bible Revival podcast, we have a verse of scripture that we want to give you. Uh, today's is a pretty common one. You might have memorized it as a kid unless you grew up in the world. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Now, why would we use a verse about trust when talking about control? Well, because it has everything to do with control. So uh, one of the most practical ways we trust God is by releasing control. 
So when the Lord says, trust in me, all throughout the scriptures, we're to trust in the Lord. I find that oftentimes we hear that as a command, but we don't know practically how do I trust God. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the main ways, one of the most practical, simple ways we trust the Lord is we release control to him. We release anxiety to him. You know, anxiety, so often anxiety is our attempt to be God. It's yeah. we're ascending the throne of the Lord. I know we don't like to hear this because we cater so much to anxiety mm-hmm. in our culture. And it's like, well, I just have an anxiety problem. Well, really, you have a trust issue that manifests in anxiety and fear. And so mm-hmm. if you're gripped with anxiety or fear, the the learning to trust, which I understand, listen, if you've been through brokenness or hardship or the people in your life that are supposed to love you, let's say a mom or dad or family figure, a leader in church or whatever, let you down. It's hard when you've trusted someone and they let you down and it creates those issues. And then you're supposed to trust God who you can't see. And that's quite the bridge. That's that's quite a gap of faith there. Um, but the Lord instructs us to trust him. And we're not to lean on our own understanding, but to acknowledge him. And then he straightens our paths. So I think um, trying to help people make the connection that uh, really um, control has everything to do with trust and that we attempt to control, we we reach for control, we feel like things are spiraling out of control, and then we try to put our hands on everything, is really a lack of trust in the Lord, Tay. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I think control in and of itself is an illusion <laughs> that oh, yeah. we think we can have control. is just simply not true. And I do think when we face fear in our lives, instead of going to trusting God, we go to trying to control in our own strength. And really it's a manifestation of fear. So we start taking these burdens on ourselves instead of releasing them to the Lord and trusting that he is going to care for us. Yes. Yeah. And so just for, for total clarity for our listeners, Uh, We believe strongly that control is a manifestation of fear. Mm -hmm. And so we go to control a lot of times when we're dealing with fear rather than trusting in the Lord. And so, um, you know, I I think it's important even like in some practical situations that, you know, schedule is good, right? Tay, you and I flourish. We love schedule. Yes, we schedule, (laughs) we plan, we map things out. So scheduling is good, but inflexibility is not. And a lot of times people that struggle with control, there's a rigidity to how they live. You know, it's like, I'm fine if everything happens exactly how I want it to happen. Mm -hmm. And they're not flexible. Um, If you're a controller or that's your struggle, um, spontaneity really stretches you. You probably avoid things that are spontaneous or feel uncomfortable when they're happening. Um, you want to know the details. You want to investigate. You want to look into everything and map everything out and do here, 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 and here. And then a lot of times what happens is when things don't go our way or stuff doesn't go according to plan, a lot of times anger uh, happens and, and, and people feel like, I, I don't even know why I'm angry, but I just feel enraged. And it's like, mm-hmm. because those roots of control in that fear are being touched at the core of who you are. And so God comes after us to cause us to release control to him and to release control of our very lives. I mean, you said it really well. Control is an illusion. Yeah, Like we're literally one heartbeat 
missed yeah. away, one heart attack, one, you know, one just boom, your life is gone. It's mm-hmm. over. You're, you're, I mean, you could get in the car and it could be your last drive. I mean, tragedies happen. Accidents happen. You could have anxiety or fear about that. Or you could say, Lord, you know, the hairs on my head, they're numbered. I don't have a whole lot of hairs <laughs> left. Um, that number is diminishing. Hallelujah. Um, somebody pray for me. But the hairs on my head, what's left of them, they're numbered. And you know, you, you have the stars, the galaxies in your hands. You created the world with the expanse of your fingers and, and all of this is written in a book and I'm just going to trust you. And yeah. that brings a peace and mm-hmm. a rest and really a joy that, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm just going to trust the Lord and release control to him. Yeah. So I think control can be what the enemy tries to sell us mm-hmm. instead of going to trust. So when we feel fear, the enemy tries to hear you here, you can be in control and you can feel better about it if you're in control instead of us going to the place of just trusting the Lord. Right. Yeah. It makes me think of, um, you're talking about fear, Second Timothy 1, 7, right? God has not given us a spirit of fear, one of power, love, and a sound mind. That's what he's given us. And I think it's really intriguing, just the um, progression that follows there, right? You have to make the connection. God's not given us a spirit of fear. But he's given one of power, love, and a sound mind. Why, why those three things? I, I believe it's because when you're living in fear, you're actually powerless. Yeah. You are submitted to fear. You're surrendered to it. You're yielded to it. And fear will actually run your life. It will run your relationships. It will make your decisions for you. Fear is literally a false prophet. And it will prophesy to you about a future that's void of God, void of his power, void of his goodness. And so it's not to be listened to. So you're powerless. And then um, fear, uh, love, you lack love completely. You're actually out of love. God's not given you a spirit of fear, but one of power and love. We lack love. We're loveless. We're powerless when we're under fear. And then, of course, lastly, uh, we don't have a sound mind. Um, Some translations say sound judgment. And our judgment is impaired Mm -hmm. and goes out the window when fear is manifesting. Hello, COVID-19 and all the insanity that we walk through as a world um, population dealing with fear and being afflicted by the fear of this and that mm-hmm. that cause crazy manifestations of control and people just trying to feel like they had some kind of power mm-hmm. and um, all the stuff that happened was wild. Yeah, for sure. So I think, especially thinking about, you know, we're still barely in the first month of the year. And with like New Year's resolutions, this is somewhere where I can see people's control a lot of times come out. Is like it's like okay, it's a new year, and I am taking control. <laughs> I'm taking control yeah. of my body and my health and my schedule and my and all of those things. And like I am a goals girl. I love goals, <laughs> big time love goals over here. But I like them, but not as much as you. It's true. But that doesn't. It cannot turn into a trying to have control and so even if we ask the lord to help us to come up with goals or disciplines or whatever that can't translate into okay now in my own strength i'm gonna make this happen like that's not what the father's asking you to do he's asking you to release control to him and abide in him and 
to walk out those things. He might be asking you to be more disciplined and read your Bible every day and all these things, but he's not asking you to do it in your own strength. He's asking you to do it in relationship and abiding in him. Yep, that's so good. I think, too, you know, while we're talking about crucifying control, it's important to um, acknowledge that we are not to control our spouse. Yeah. Um, that we are to love our spouse and to walk with them. But I think there's a, a certain level of uh, control that happens in marriages, and it goes both ways from husbands to wives, wives to husbands. Um, if you don't know, newsflash, there is a great power struggle <laughs> that happens within the human soul, especially in fallen nature. And there is enmity between men and women. And so uh, God has a way through his spirit and by the cross of Christ of teaching us humility and service and honor and love for each other in the context of marriage that is really beautiful, that expresses his sacrificial love because husband and wife is meant to be a reflection. It's a, it's a gospel mm-hmm. in and of itself, uh, preaching Christ and reflecting him and his relationship with us as his bride. And so it's worth saying that you're not to control your spouse. Um, I will speak to husbands because I am one. Um, your wife has a voice. Some of the girls say amen if you're listening amen. in your car. There you go, honey. Your wife has a voice. Um, your wife should be absolutely welcomed and encouraged to speak and to speak up. Um, I get concerned in a marriage when only one person does the talking and all the thinking. That means that dialogue isn't really happening, which isn't healthy. Uh, sometimes we see like ladies when they're, let's say, newly married, it's like they, they don't speak up or they don't share or they don't because they're like, well, I, I'm just submitted to my husband hey girls you're not a doormat and you can be respectful and you can say um honey what about this or have you considered that um you can do that in a loving and submissive and healthy way that's not usurping his authority that's not undermining him and bros please listen to me you are not supposed to bully your wife. You're not supposed to run roughshod over her. This isn't my way or the highway. I mean, we have sinful responses in marriage, right? Uh, So as much as I absolutely loathe male domination and him ruling everybody with an iron fist. I mean, feminism is equally as bad. And, and yes. all that has to do with control yeah, and with trying to lead. And I'm not going to submit to you. I'm going to do my own thing. And God really has a beautiful way. You know, even the Ephesians 5 passage, mm-hmm. it begins when he's giving instructions for marriage about submitting to one another and being subject as unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really important uh, when it comes to control. You're not supposed to control your spouse. And actually, it's one of the great temptations, right? You start living together, spending time together, eating together, sharing all these things, seeing how one another uh, goes about your day and gets dressed and, and gets ready for the day, all this stuff. And it's like, you should do it my way. Why don't you do it this way? Why do you do it that way? Why? And we start, we can begin to nitpick each other rather than just celebrating our differences and just kind of laughing about Mm -hmm. our idiosyncrasies. I mean, I know there are some weird things that I do. I can be very peculiar. It's not wrong. It's just me. Mm -hmm. And um, I think learning to uh, have space and allowance for that is actually really healthy in a relationship where we're not just trying to get the other person to be like us when we're both on a journey together to be like Jesus. That's so good. So when speaking to women, I think I feel 
the tension of knowing that women are going to listen to this who don't have a voice, who have been oppressed, Mm -hmm. who need to learn to speak. And then there's also going to be women who you have a real issue with control and the Lord is going to try and use this podcast to prick your heart that the way that you control your husband and your family and maybe even your kids is not pleasing to him. Yeah. So I guess just I'm asking that you take it before the Lord. Um, But, you know, I think there is such a, you know, the word says that after the fall, that the woman would desire her husband and to rule over to rule over him. him. I was like, not, not in a good way. (laughs) We desire to be in control and to be the head of our household. And, you know, then, you know, feminism has come on the scene and made it look beautiful and wonderful and empowering when really the biblical truth of biblical marriage is the most freeing thing you could ever live in. I actually just recently posted about this on my Facebook telling women if you are in right biblical order there will be freedom like nowhere else and you husband you have the opportunity to spur your wives on to be everything that she's called to be in the lord yes and one person specifically got on there and just like I don't even know what happened. My take on it is saw the word submitted and just got severely triggered. But I'm like, this is... Manifested wounds. Yeah. And like, we cannot read into the Bible what we want it to say. Come on. And it does say that we are to be submitted to one another. Mm -hmm. Yes. It also says that the husband is the head of the household. And that he is the head of the marriage, which means that we as wives are submitted to our husbands where i think this has been so confused and misused and has turned into women not having a voice when that is not what the word is saying at all but god is a god of order he does absolutely nothing ever out of order there is always order there's order to how for how the church is supposed to be built there was order in creation (laughs) there's order in marriage And so we can't read into it what we want it to say. We have to read what the, what the word says and accept it and say, Lord, I am, I want to enter into this wrestle with you because my initial flesh response is like, I want to be number one. I want to be in control, but that's not what the word says. So we have to walk, walk it out with the Lord and allow him to convict our hearts in places that maybe the flesh is overtaking. Yeah, I think it's an, an excellent point, honey. And um, that's part of why I'm glad to be able to do this podcast with you and have both male and female husband mm-hmm. and wife perspective on things because obviously we see things differently because yep. of the way God made us, and that's great, and that's to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. And all God works all that out in the context of love, yeah. uh, not just in marriage but in friendship and in honoring each other. So I think um, just the, the last thing I want to hit about control is that, um, and you, you're kind of you're right on, on top of it here, is that um, because of our desire to control, we actually tend to gravitate towards towards theologies that make us feel in control. A lot of times it happens with suffering in particular, yep. and we gravitate towards things that they make us feel powerful. We, we really, I mean, it grieves me, but so many in the Spirit-filled church especially have latched a hold of um, false 
I would say their hyper faith, like false authority teachings where essentially, I mean, through faith, you become God and you can wield your faith kind of like they did in Star Wars with the force and, you know, may the faith be with you. And, (laughs) and, and you just, you just pretty much God does your will because if you stand in faith, you know, you know, it's like no weapon formed against you shall prosper, you know, except James was killed with the sword and Peter was crucified and, you know, the disciples were chased and, and murdered. And, you know, I mean, it's like your life is in in the hands of God. And yep. in when you release control to him, it's like, well, actually, what if my death or what if my suffering actually brought God more glory? Mm-hmm. So I think this is where we land on the highest good in the universe is the glory of God. And so if my suffering actually brings God more glory than my healing, then he's going to give me grace to walk out my suffering. I mean, we don't like Philippians 1 where it says that they were chosen not just to believe in his name, but also to suffer for him. And so I think that um, we we need a great washing when it comes to suffering or control or God Mm -hmm. saying no. Um, These are really important foundational conversations Mm -hmm. that we need to have with the Father and with um, other people so that we can develop a trust that causes us to say, you know what, even when I don't understand, even when I'm disappointed, even when I'm working through things, I'm going to build my life upon the rock. I'm going to build my life upon the words of Jesus and I'm going to do what he says. I'm not just going to hear him. I'm not just going to hear truth. I'm going to walk in it and believe it and apply it to my life. And that's a firm foundation that allows us to trust him, that allows us, I mean, you you will not really trust God in deep ways when when the the fire is raging in your life you, you won't trust him if you don't really believe that he's good and yeah. i think that's so important is to trust that hey god is good even when i don't see it even when i don't feel it i trust that god is up to something and whatever he's up to is good because he sees the big picture he knows the end from the beginning my life my time is in his hands and i believe that whatever we go through in life either comes directly from his hand or passes through his fingertips. But I just want to stay under the shadow of the Almighty. I want to abide in him and allow him to refresh me, to strengthen me, to uh, keep me humble and grounded. And and that's, that's trust. That's what that looks like. Yeah, I felt like the Father spoke to me a few weeks ago and just dropped this in my spirit that all mistrust of the Father is a misunderstanding of his character and nature. So good. All mistrust of the Father is a misunderstanding of his character and nature. So when we come into more understanding of his character and nature, it becomes easier and easier to release control to him. Yeah, that's amazing. It's a great thought to finish with. Y'all, thank you so much for listening. We're encouraged. We need your feedback. So appreciate your support. Thanks for rating, liking, and sharing this podcast uh, with anyone who needs to hear it. God bless you all. Look forward to uh, sharing with you guys next week.